Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. Bang, bang, and we are back. Goalie Hacks community for another week on the show. And your host here, Mike Santaguida, is always to do another small solo session for you goalies and parents and coaches again this week. And uh, I know, you know, for the last year, I don't think I've done any solo sessions, to be honest. And I, and I love doing them. I love just chatting about stories, uh, some of the things I personally went through. And, and it's fun for me to to revisit these stories because it seems like it, it uh, although it seems like it happened yesterday, it also seems like it happened so long ago now, but these are all real stories um, that I, I didn't know would ever happen the way they did. I went out there and, and just, you know, prepared every day to be the best version of myself. And when it came to game time, I just left it all on the ice and, and competed my tail off and, and had an attitude of just, you know, refusing to lose, you know, no matter what the odds were. And, and the reason I tell these stories is is simply to inspire you guys. You know, as we go through some of these, you know, you'll you'll see that I had plenty of losses, plenty of letdowns, plenty of failures that really, you know, the hockey stat pages on the internet don't don't tell you about, right? They don't tell you how many teams you got cut from. They don't tell you how many playoff series you lost. Um, they don't tell people how much you lost. They tell people how much you won really or or the stats of where you were. Right. Yeah, they give you your, your win, your win loss. But, you know, at the end of the day, playoffs is 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 really where where it matters at the end of the season. Right. That's where you compete all year. That's why you play all regular season games to seed yourself in the playoff to get a better seed to, you know, hopefully get home ice advantage to, to take home the title really is what you play for at the end of the year. So, you know, they don't they don't put down a lost a, for for me. Right. Like they don't put down lost a dozen playoff series and didn't win a league championship for 12 years on my elite prospects in hockey DB, right? All they show you is the handful of times out of the two dozen times, you know, I was able to be successful, right? But really those successes, um, you know, they're born during those times of failure, right? The, the seeds in my mind were planted then. The lessons I learned came from those those losses and, and compounded into knowledge that I never forgot. And when I got to those pivotal moments again, you know, the next years I remembered how it felt to be there, you know, I remember how it felt to lose there, and I remembered, you know, what I told myself, and I, I promise myself I'd do when I got there again, and and that is how I became successful over time in, in my career. So let's just dive into, you know, just my first league championship. I mentioned it last episode, uh, which fortunate for me was, was one of my first serious years of goaltending, the first year I could play house league when I was seven years old in, in the Mississauga Hockey League here in Southern Ontario, Canada. And that season was the highest level I could play at that age, right? I, I uh, They didn't even have a AAA uh, back then until uh, nine years old or something like that, you know? Um, but that season was the, the highest level I could play at that age. And although it might not seem like much, you know, when it got down the stretch and we played the, the you know, the first team to win two games, it became way tighter than you could imagine it to be. I remember all those games. one nothing games, 2-1 games, one-goal games with, with three total goals scored max. You know, uh, talk about league, you know, the, the, the league championship and, and house league red, you, you never really, um, you never really expect it to be much, but it, it really does start there, right? 
um, you know, the tight games, the preparation that's necessary, right? I remember when I was younger, you know, my dad went to my mom and, and um, you know, told her, hey, you know, he's, he's, he's not going to school today. Um, he's got the championship game tonight. He's not going to school. You know, in that year, I think I had um, 26 shutouts that season. I still have the little tiny stick that I used back then that, that we ended up keeping, and we wrote, like, all the stats from that season on it because it was just a special year for me. Uh, having been so young into my goalie career, right? But, um, you know, it, it was special, right? Because, um, you know, all the preparation that went into it, the tight the tight games, you know, the big saves, everything, all those little things that lead to a, a league championship, you know, I, I never forgot those things, right? And it led into, you know, minor hockey playoffs growing up. Um, you know, I was constantly on weaker teams and, and constantly being on a lower seat, right? And um, that's really where I learned how to be a playoff goaltender was just getting shelled every game in the playoffs. You know, I learned in those moments where, you know, you get tired, right? You're, you're inevitably going to get tired. You're inevitably, you know, going to get uh, tons of pressure in the playoffs at times in waves. Um, you know, I learned how to control the momentum in a game in weather periods where your team was getting shelled and, and, and really to just be resilient. You know, playoffs taught me that playoff time is, is the king of challenges, you lose, you go home, and, and no one asks how you won or how you lost, and all there is are results, right? And, um, you know, and I realized, you know, as I, grow, as I grew up, you could either choose to be the solution in a hockey game, like with, even if it's a regular game, right? It doesn't even have to be playoffs, but you can choose to be the solution or you can choose to point the finger and, and you know, hope somebody else is the solution, right? And every year we played hired seed teams. I, I don't think I, – I, I don't think even – with that, the case in my minor hockey years, no matter what team I ever play on, I never missed the playoffs one year in my life. And that's because I was just hungry all season to, to develop into the playoff goaltender to come. And I had my mindset on competing for championships every season, no matter where I was, and, and really just learn how to fill that gap, right? So years and years of, of lost playoff series eventually led me to midget hockey, right? And, and you know, some of you guys know my story. I uh, had a bit of a, a letdown draft year, which in hindsight was a blessing in disguise. And I'm sure had I been drafted to the OHL would help my stock or, or my value for sure. But it, it was what it is what it is. Right. And, and it changed me and molded me as a person to, to start playing with more of a chip on my shoulder. And mid year, we basically, you know, I, I, you know, decided, hey, and my dad ultimately made that call that, hey, you know what? Maybe you should just play your midget, play every game, and we'll go practice with Orangeville. You know, um, we'll, we'll practice with Orangeville every day that that we can go, and and you know you'll work your way up and eventually get a game when you're ready, right? And midget year, we basically in my AAA team, we had a double A team, right? Full of great guys, love all those guys. I'll never forget that team. I see them around sometimes and and still love them, right? But in terms of the the talent level we had, it was really not that high. Um, and the da- that dynamic in, in midget really changed, and, and uh, you know, all season we, we got outshot and outshelled every game. And by the end of the year, we managed to be second place still, right? And the only team ahead of us was the Mississauga Reps, who had a national championship qualifying team that ended up going to the Telus Cup in Canada. And all season they had three losses, and um, the only team they lost to was us. So anyways, come playoff time, you know, you guys know my story a bit with Orangeville breaking in to junior midway through the year. They put me into games. I start winning some games, right? They keep playing me. Um, 
And if you want more details, you can go back to like the first episode that I ever recorded on the show. And I talk about sort of my journey and, and a little bit more detail with that. Um, uh, but this is this is really, you know, what went down. Right. So going into the playoffs, um, Orangeville decided to start me in the playoffs. Right. And um, I, I played the first game and we lost and I played the second game and we lost and um, I played the third game and we lost. And, and here I am, you know, we're losing one goal games and uh, Dale Howarchuk, Hall of Famer, um, you know, RIP, recently passed away, unfortunately. Amazing guy, incredible hockey player, uh, gave me this opportunity. And I remember him sticking with me in game four, you know, over the older kid they had. He ended up playing me the whole playoffs. And uh, we went to double OT that game. Um, and I remember just, you know, their team, I was young, I was only like 16 years old, right? Like I was so young at the time. And, um, I just remember their team hollering and yelling at me, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. And I'm just this little tiny little goalie. And all I wanted to do was win, right? I was just hungry and nobody was, nobody was going to deter me. And, um, I remember that game we won, um, we won in overtime. I mean, like a Dominic Hasek style save and, you know, just made the saves I should and a few I shouldn't in overtime and held the fort, held the fort, you know, clinching game for the series. And we ended up winning in double OT. And then the next game we went out and we won again. And then the third game, what happened was um, right. We, we got the lead in the beginning of the game. We scored like two or three goals right away in the first like 15 minutes. And right before the end of the first uh, I didn't wear knee pads at the time, but somebody um, had tipped the puck from the high slot and it hit my knee and it literally blew my knee up. I thought I almost broke my knee. I couldn't finish the game. Couldn't even put any pressure on my knee. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't play. Uh, I, I had to leave that game. We ended up winning that game. So we end up, we end up um, you know, uh, tying them in the series or being down a game. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, and then the, the game I couldn't play, I remember watching and we, we got, we didn't, we didn't do well and I couldn't play cause my knee was blown up and I still had my midget team to play with. So playoffs is over in Orangeville, you know, um, win some big games there and, and, and junior as a, as a young guy and the lessons there went a long way. Um, you know, and I go to, to play with my, uh, triple A team and I can't play cause my knee's blown up, but I can't really say anything to everybody. So I eventually, uh, they played the other guy to give me like a rest for a game. We ended up losing. Um, I think it was the, the, the some first round or second round or something like that. And, um, eventually I had to go back in, like I had to play or we weren't going to win. And um, go back in, pull my groin. You know, I have a pull groin. I have a blown up knee that's basically broken. I ended up getting like a cortisol shot. So that way I could kind of play through the pain. Um, and we make it to the semifinals, right? And so in the semifinals, so in minor hockey, um, you know, at least here the way we do it is it's the first team to, um, it's the first team to eight points. Right. So what happened was in the semifinal series, we're, we're up in the series. Uh, I think we won like three games or I can't remember. It was like five or something like that. Um, and we lost. I think we lost like three in a row. We lost like one, nothing, one, nothing two one. And then in game seven, we tied zero, zero. So what happened was in game seven, we tied zero, zero. And each team had seven points. 
right? And it's the first to eight points. So we go to a game eight, which I've never been in before in my entire life. We go to game eight, um, and I think the score was like 1-1 for the whole game. We go to triple overtime, and if you're familiar, we're in uh, Chesswood in, in uh, Chesswood Arena here in, in Toronto, and uh, the rink was just filled with people because, you know, this the, the, the reps were going to the finals. They swept every series. You know, the rinks were just packed with people because we were going to game eight. Um, and we go to triple overtime, and I'll never forget that because of how tired I was and just the resilience that needed to, to, to push through after basically, you know, you talk about momentum in a series. You know, the other team had all the momentum. Right. Like they had won all the previous games, you know, they were winning. We couldn't score goals like we were snake bitten. We we're losing one nothing, you know, two games in a row, you know, losing, uh, you know, tying one one. Like we just couldn't score all of a sudden. And um, I just remember the resilience that was required to, to keep pushing it in my mind, like the amount of resilience that I needed to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Triple overtime. And then a few minutes left in triple overtime, we go down there and I see the red light go on and we score and the whole building was just silent. And it was one of the most special playoff series I'd ever been in. You know, it was probably one of the most, uh, even in even being in, you know, playing like the Marlies and as an eight seed and getting, you know, five shots a game and you're getting shelled 50 shots a game. That was probably one of the most trying playoff series I've ever been in because of how long it was and, and just the ups and downs of the emotions of not being able to score and having to hold the Ford and such tight games, eight tight games. It was crazy. Um, and then unfortunately we went to the finals and we got swept like we didn't do very well. Um, but that was, you know, the reps had been picking us apart. They were ready. They were fresh. They ended up going all the way to the Telus Cup finals, um, and they lost in the championship game, you know, so we ended up losing the, the league title to, to them and, and they ended up going very far and, you know, they were recruited on the basis that year as well that, Hey, we're going to go to the Telus Cup and a bunch of guys stayed back that ended up being incredible junior and division one and hockey players. And even Malcolm Subban, who was, you know, old friend. um, you know, he was the goalie for that team. They went very far, very, very talented team. Right. So anyways, go to Avon, um, the following year and, and we qualify for the, the elite eight, you know, out of 70 plus new England high school teams, which, which means we lost, in order to qualify for the Elite Eight, you know, you basically can only lose about like a handful of games all year, like f- like four to six games. And in any given year, it can be a little different, right? Uh, to qualify for the New England Championship Tournament for the, the regional top title. And, uh, you know, same thing. We're lower seed for both of my years. We went into each game and, and you know, we came up a goal short each time. You know, it was it was it was truly heartbreaking for for me at the time. I felt ready to to win a championship. I felt like I was with the right program. I felt like I was playing the right way, and it, and it just it just didn't click those years. And it was another couple of letdowns. But uh, let me tell you something, though. You know, the lessons I learned there carried over into into the following seasons. And uh, I took every game seriously all year in junior, and and, and ultimately ultimately led to me winning a, a title in the BCHL. So so. Going to the BCHL, you know, you guys, like I said, a bit of my story, how I was in the USHL, went over to the team, um, you know, month into the season, and we were, you know, we were bottom five in the league. Um, and the amount of parity that it took to, to claw our way back up to the top was just insane. 
Um, you know, but at the beginning of the year, I wasn't getting like shutouts. Like we were winning like four, three, five, four, uh, four, two, four, three. And then as the year went on, I started shaving a goal every game. That was my goal every week. Okay. Just shave one more goal. Let's shave one more goal. Let's shave one more goal. And you learn how to tighten it up as the year goes on and get into that playoff mode. Right. Um, and eventually what happened was we ended up playing Penticton again, right? We played them twice. And I think we, before I got there, they played them once. Um, and, um, it was a big game because come that point in the year, we were knocking on the doorstep of first place and they were first. And, uh, we ended up winning that game two, one in regulation and that, and, and, and it ended up being a huge game, right? Because fast forward to the end of the season, um, we're up. We're up two points on Penticton with one game to play at the end of the year, right? Um, and and uh, or I think it was uh, I think Penticton they had uh, they had one point behind us. They were one point behind us. Um, I can't remember. It was either one point or two points. And basically, what happened was the last game of the year, our whole team had given up. We we're playing Coquitlam, and by then they were kind of in the last place, and um, they were hungry to upset us that night. And I just remember getting shelled that night, two to one on shots, and managed to preserve a tie and go to OT. And we ended up losing an OT, and and I got pretty um, upset about it, you know, to to our team, right? Because um, everybody kind of packed it in for the playoffs, and, and you know, doesn't Penticton go and win? And um, basically, if we hadn't tied that game, just tied to get a point, we wouldn't have been first place. And this will come and this will be important later in the story here and shortly, uh, you know, as I dive into it, because we, we managed to clinch first place, um, you know, we're the league leader and, um, you know, it, it came down to the last game of the year, which was insane, right, in in a, a 52-game season or whatever it was, right? Um, so we go to the playoffs, right? Uh, we have we have home ice advantage. We won the first game one nothing round one, lost the second game one nothing round two, and then we all just kind of talked said, "Hey, like we're fine, like we're fine, like it's just we're one one in a series, it's okay." And from there on, we went on a twelve game winning streak all the way into the first round of the BCHL finals to play Penticton. Uh, and I'll never forget all this because game two of the BCHL final was easily probably in hindsight the best game of my life. The best game I've ever played in my entire life, and without that game, I don't think we win that championship. Um, so we go, we won, we won game one at home, and we had a good team effort. Um, but game two, Penticton really brought it all. You know, they had the the most committed players out of any team in the country. They had twenty D one commits. You know, we had like fourteen, and we were the next most in the country. Uh, and most of our commits came after Christmas when we started doing well, right? Um, in that game, long, long story short, you know, I, I, I literally blacked out from just from, from exhaustion of just making so many second effort diving saves and just the amount of pressure that they would put on and in different sequences and screens and rebounds. And, and, uh, you know, we ended up winning that game two nothing and had a 50 save shutout to end the game, uh, completely stealing that game. We had no business winning that game. And, um, you know, we go back to Penticton for game three and four. We lost by a goal. We lose 2-1 and 3-2 and headed back to our barn. Now the series is 2-2, right? We go game five. We go to overtime, tied 1-1, and we scored seven, eight minutes into OT to clinch game five with a chance to win the title in Penticton. 
We go to Penn, sold out barn, over three to 4,000 people in the arena, like really sick place to play, so loud. Um, fast forward to the end of the game, we're up 2-1 going into the last minute. They pull their goalie, and on the ensuing play, somehow the puck pinballs off something, and it finds its way in the net, and they tie the game up. And I remember going into the room at intermission and just saying to everyone, listen, boys, they, they bought themselves an extra life here, but we're walking out of this rink with that trophy tonight. And and I'm not taking it any other way. And I just remember the fire in me to, to, to keep going and all the built-up failures over the years pushing me to keep going even though I was tired and, and frustrated we didn't close it out in regulation. Uh, but those were the moments where I learned to, to push through when the world is pushing against you. You know, you have to push harder and harder and, and keep going until the fat lady sings, right? So we go out there in OT and our, and our coach would usually play our top lines only. Because every time, I mean, I, I talked to him in hindsight. He said like, every time I put them out there, they're dashed. They get scored on. Somehow we get scored on. So usually I knew if we didn't score in the first half of each OT, I, I usually have to hold the fort to the end of the OT so our, our top guys get their rest and get their breath back. And uh, I remember making a, a diving knob save on a breakaway. I think the highlights are you know, on YouTube, if you guys want to go check out the 2013 BCHL final in Penticton, several diving saves, just second effort after another to keep the game in check. And, and I just remember in my mind, just the, the mental exhaustion that, um, you know, I went through and the amount of, of self-talk I had to say to keep going one more save, one more save, one more save, keep going, keep going, keep going, one more save, keep pushing, through that voice in your head that's telling you to quit, that's telling you you're tired, that's telling you you can't go any further. It's just a, a complete war in your mind. And uh, eventually in double OT with only a few minutes left, they, they turned the puck over coming out of their zone. They had four guys in front of the net, and our guy went behind and made a no-look pass like on the short side as he passed through, and, and somebody jumped into the middle, our top scorer, and, and scored, and we won the championship. And I look back at everything I ever went through that, that all led up to those moments. You know, when I saw the red light go on, I literally just just saw my career, you know, flash before my eyes and, and all the heartbreaks I ever went through and, and had to push through and all the challenges I couldn't have foreseen that I had to push through all led to that moment of, of me winning that championship. Um, and I literally just froze and, and it was surreal. And then I rushed down and got mauled by half my team midway and then dove into the pile at the other end to celebrate with everyone eventually. And it was just, um, you know, completely surreal. It gives me goosebumps like thinking about it. And I, and I always told myself, you know, if I wanted to, to get something I never had, you know, I was probably going to have to do something I never did or never done. And that playoff was just next level hard. You know, we had a 12-game win streak, but eight of those 12 games went to OT, believe it or not, right? So it was absolutely no cakewalk getting to the finals. Um, every team we faced deserved a bid in the regional and national tournament and, and could have competed and done just as well on a national stage. Um, but it came down to fighting for those few inches and, 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 and not making excuses and finding a way to take them for myself rather than give them up and... You know, everything led up to that moment of, of me holding that trophy high over my head and claiming my title, my seat on a championship throne that I chased for so long since I was seven years old. And I think I'll stop here for this week uh, with the stories. Uh, we can dive into some more next episode. Um, but, you know, I hope today just inspires you guys to go further, to try harder, to give that effort you didn't know you had, to fight through fatigue and adversity like you never have before. 
Because if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And playoffs is the ultimate test of resilience, problem solving, grit, uh, overcoming challenges. And it's not for the faint of heart. It's not easy to win any championship at any level in any league around the world. Because when you get to that point in the season, everyone is playing their best and leaving it all uh, you know, on the ice like they haven't before. So I know all of you are for the challenge. Decide today that you're going to be a winning goaltender. And I promise you the opportunity and accolades you always wanted will be yours. If not now, in the near future, someday like me, you know, I waited a long, long time. I waited 12 years for my first championship, my league championship, to get my next. And it only gets harder as you go forward, right? So good luck to everyone in the playoffs. I wish you all the best of luck as we roll into the tail end of the year here. I'll be sharing more playoff stories from after my BCHL title, uh, title later next episode. Be the playoff and championship goaltenders you were all meant to be. And I'll see you on the other side. Take care for now, and we'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, goalies. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guest lineup ready to come onto the show in the next few months. Make sure to tune back into the show in two weeks and every other Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next episode, I will be continuing with some of my playoff stories that I've been sharing the last couple weeks. Um, playoff time is, I'm very passionate about playoff time as should any goaltender trying to make it to the next level. And I'm going to be diving into all the ups and downs of my playoff career. Uh, to give you guys a little bit of an insight of, of just the the ride I went through, the ups and downs, and, and all the failures that eventually led to you know the, the few successes that I had at the next level. So uh, I know you guys aren't going to want to miss it, so make sure to tune back next episode. And finally, big shout out to all the people who rate and review our show. I think we are so grateful uh, for everybody. Just I always constantly... Uh, go through there, check out what people are saying. The feedback has been phenomenal, and I'm just so grateful for you guys. So whether you got something out of the show or you want to enter into our giveaway, uh, please go leave a, a rating and review so when people come to look at the show or they, they, they browse through it in their um, in their catalogs, you know, they look and, and uh, they see that it's worth their time and it means a lot to us. So please uh, leave a rating and review. Please share with your friends. And obviously, without further ado, here are the giveaway details for the NeuroTracker X subscriptions we're giving away. And to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. If you guys are also interested in getting started with the product, feel free to hit me up either by email or Instagram direct messages to get more details. Additionally, Spotify has now added uh, a rating and review section as well in the app. So uh, we also will be accepting rating and reviews in the Spotify app as well. Uh, in the in the process follows the same way. If you guys want to take a screenshot and send it over, uh, that'd be great. So get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next episode. Are you